we are starting a brand new series entitled Who Am I? There's a young man who found out as an adult that he was adopted. He grew up with foster parents who loved him. They considered him their true son. But later on, when he discovered that he was just adopted, he became frantic. He wanted to know who his real parents are, his biological parents. He wanted to know where he really came from. He wanted to know the truth. That is a tough situation to be in, right? There is a deep-seated longing for every human being to know who they are. And part of that comes from a void that comes only that can only be filled by God alone. Everyone wants to know their true identity. Would you agree? Everyone wants to know the truth. There's a verse in the Bible that says, then when you know the truth, then the truth will set you free. As we begin this series, we shall be talking about and answer the question, who am I? Who are you really? Who are we really? When someone wants to get to know you, the first question they ask is, who are you or what's your name? And you know, the next question they'll ask you is, what do you do? The world kind of defines us by what we do. They find value in what we do. Your last name, they want to check. What's your last name? Are you coming from a rich family? Are you related to so-and-so? They find your value based on your economic status, your education, your lineage, ethnicity, where you live, who you know, etc. They find your value based on your performance, based on your achievements and what they can probably get from you. To some, they're defined by the words spoken to them. Do you know that words are so powerful? They resonate in our hearts and in our minds. And when we begin to believe them, they become us. This can be a good thing or a bad thing. Many times, the people closest to us set the tone for the kind of life we're going to live by. Our identity, our worth, and value is def defined by them, especially in our growing up years. That's why the Bible teaches us to train our children when they are so young, train them the way they should go so that when they're old, they won't depart from it. Again, this is not a parenting teaching, but most adults become who they are based on what was taught them and words that were spoken to them. As you live your life, the world will try to define you. The world will try to mold you. And it starts with how we think of ourselves. Who are you? This is the big question. This is the question we will try to tackle in this next coming weeks. So to begin, I think the real question we are asked to ask ourselves is, who or what should define us? Should we get our identity based on the things I talked about a while ago? Or how do we find out who we really are? Today, I'd like to submit to you this truth. That the only way you can know who you really are should be defined by the person who created you. Does that make sense? The one who created you is the one who can define you. This is one of my favorite verses. It says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days 
ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Your creator earns the rightful place to define you because he created you. Why is it necessary for us to know who we are? Why is there something in the recesses of our hearts that want to know who we belong to? Why do I know, have to know what's my purpose? People ask that. Why was I born? Why am I even here? It's innate in every human being to know the answer to these questions because they're deeply rooted, deep down inside our hearts. We need to fill a certain void in our hearts. We want to feel whole. How many of you like to feel whole, right? We want to feel complete. We want to feel accepted, valued, important, affirmed. And many times we want to feel needed. There's a thirst inside of us that wants to answer these questions. Unfortunately, the thirst that we have can only be filled by knowing the truth. And the truth is liberating. The truth is what will set us free and what will make us secure. Jesus said to the women at the well, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. There's another verse that says, You treat me to a feast while my enemies watch. You honor me as your guest and you fill my cup until it overflows. It is so hard to give what you don't have. It is hard. You got to have it first before you can give it. If you don't have money, you can't give money away. If you don't have love, you can't give love away. If you can't give, have joy, you can't give it away. Only God can fill the void in your heart. Think about it for a while. Only God can fill your cup. Your thirst will only be quenched with the living water that satisfies. You will end up still thirsty when you try to fill the void from the wrong sources. A lot of people try to fill the void in their hearts with money. Okay, money, there's nothing wrong with it, but when you try to fill your, the void, something that's missing there with money, money can't fill that void. Many have been deceived by thinking that it is the answer to all their problems. It might temporarily satisfy you, but not fully, and not the emptiness that fills your heart. Even when you have all the money in the world, you still feel empty. To some, they try to fill the void with relationships. Relationship with people cannot be filled the void because people aren't perfect. In fact, many have been hurt by relationships. Knowing your identity in Christ is what will fill the void. Why is that? If you know who you are, you will find meaning in life. For in him, all things were created. Everything was created by God. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. Life is meaningful when you know that we are created by God, created through him and for him. Life becomes simpler when you know you're created for him. Okay? We weren't created just so that we can just breathe the air we breathe. And do whatever we want. He goes on to define you and tells of his wonderful, wonderful plans for you. You're not created for yourself. You're not created to satisfy every craving you have. You were created for him. For him. In the next series, we'll talk about that more and in depth. Achieving your God-given purpose will give meaning to your life. 
If you know who you are, you can discover your purpose. This is a big question that a lot of people are asking. What's my purpose? Why was I born? What am I to do? Okay, I love this verse. It says, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Huh, this is really a phrase that tells you who you are. Who are we? You're a chosen people. You're chosen. Do you know that God chose you? He didn't only cho choose you. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You are God's special possession. You are special. That's why he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. God's purpose for you is to be a light in this dark world. If you live and act according to who you are, if you live in darkness, you will not find fulfillment in this life. You are not created to do that. You were created to be the wonderful light. When my child was acting up when he was young, I reminded him, that's that, you know, son, when he makes a mistake, son, that's not you. You are royal. Act royal and live a holy life. Live according to who you really are. Then now, when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. He was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed. Just like David, God had a purpose for him. He made a lot of mistakes. He made a lot of boo-boos. He killed people. Has a lot of women. But at the end, God said, he was a man after my own heart. God began, David began to understand his purpose on earth. You will only know your purpose if you know who you are. My third point, if you know who you are, you become secure. Are you secure or are you insecure? Are you secure with your life? The way you decide things, the way you relate with people, is there security in your heart? But to all who did receive him, who believe in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. This is one of my favorite. You become who you are when you know, you know exactly who created you. Do you know that you're a child of the living God? Yes, Daddy is your God. He is your God. Jesus, God, Daddy God makes you secure. You know, it makes me secure when I know that my dad is God because he is the greatest provider. You know, our earthly father, my, my dad, he's an amazing man, by the way, but he's not perfect. And sometimes I feel insecure when he's not around. I feel insecure when he can't, can't provide for me fully. I feel insecure when I, he doesn't affirm his love for me on a regular basis. I feel insecure when there's no protection, when I'm in the dark, times of my life, I needed somebody to feel secure. The good news is the reason why I feel secure because God is always with you. God is always with me. No matter what, he's omnipresent. God has always been providing for me. I feel secure because my provision doesn't come from the world. It comes from God. He is the great Jehovah Jireh. Because I know that I am a child of the living God. I'm not just any other person. I am highly favored. I am the son of the living God. I'm a child of the living God. 
Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil or danger because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they protect me. He guides me because I'm his child. He protects me. He directs my path. I am so blessed to know that I'm a child of the living God. David knows his God. He feels safe and sound because he knows his God. His dad's always with him. If you know who you are, you will feel valued. My value doesn't come from the things I do. Your value doesn't come because you perform. Your value doesn't come because you do great things. Your value comes because you're a child of God. You don't have to be valued because of your achievements and the trophies and because you're smart or you're good looking. You become insecure because, you know, those things will fade. What if you're not? What if you fall? What if you sin? What if you didn't, you, what people are expecting of you didn't actually materialize? What happens to us? We lose our value. We lose the affirmation of the world. We lose acceptance from the world. We feel accepted when we're doing something. That's how the world operates. But that's not how God operates. Because my value doesn't come from how much money I have, how much, what I, things I do. My value comes because I'm a child of the living God. Well, this famous verse has been recited so many times. It says, for God so loved the world. He didn't just love the world. He so loved the world. He so loved you and me. There's a God who loves you. Papa God loves you. That he gave his only son. He gave. He gave his son. He sacrificed his son. At what cost? Because of you, it cost him his life. Because of you, he would do anything for you. That's how valuable you are. It says that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. John 3.16 This famous verse says it all. He loves you so much, it cost Jesus his life. Do you believe that? Who am I? So as we starting this series, I'll tell you something. Today, we're going to discover who we are in Christ. This next coming weeks, we're going to talk about who you really are. Because I believe that if you know who you are, you will find your purpose, you will find meaning, and you will find value in your life.